Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. This is Janice Jones. And Shanna Vera, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Readings and Ramblings with us. We're so excited to be here. You know, we always forget, and we um, right before we're, we're, we're going to start the podcast, we'll be talking, and then we're like, oh yeah, let's start the podcast. So, <laughs> I'm glad we We, we start talking about the content before <laughs> we begin. We get a little too excited. <laughs> we do. So, um, we wanted to share in what we were what we're talking about um, this week. So I was, uh, as I was saying to you, Shanna, I was reading a couple of books that were very heavy in topic. And I think I need to not do two back-to-back heavy books, you know, got to space them out, a heavy book, a light book, you know. In between. Yeah, because sometimes too heavy, heavy in topics, you know, can be overwhelming on the spirit so I was binge watching TV (laughs) (laughs) because I just needed a break from all the heaviness of of the reading not from our Scarlet Letter that's actually been uh, an interesting book so far but just a couple of other other books that's just been uh, kind of heavy what about you Shanna so I've also been binge watching TV because I was super sick over the weekend and basically laid in bed <laughs> all day, which is not like me at all, but I really desperately needed it. So I also was just kind of binge watching TV and like mind numbing nonsense <laughs> while my body healed. I am so glad you are better and I'm so glad that your family is better. Yes. And, uh, I don't know. We got to, I don't know that there's anything wrong with binge watching, but there's so many good books. I felt like I could be listening to a book right now, but I'm binge watching. But I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of needed to shut my brain off, I think. So it was just kind of like, I don't want to think. <laughs> Me too. I, but I get this it. kind of brings us into, so normally we open up with a quote or something. Yes. And so while my boys were sick and I was Lysoling everything and doing a ridiculous amount of laundry and getting up at all hours of the night, this is the song that was I was singing to myself. It's a hymn. So I'm just going to read it. I am not going to sing it. Okay. I will spare everybody. <laughs> I wanted um, to hear you sing. <laughs> no. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. So it goes, pardon for peace. I pardon for sin and a peace that endureth, thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, blessings all mine with ten thousand beside, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see, all I have needed thy hands hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Oh, I love that. That was a song? It's a no, hymn. It's a hymn. Yeah. It's a hymn. What made you pick that? Um, I, it was so that the Sunday, where are we at? So I didn't go to church last Sunday because I was sick. So the Sunday before yep. that, so two Sundays ago, yeah, we sang that song in church. Oh. And then Monday night, 
one of my boys was really sick and it started from there and it kind of just didn't end. And for some reason, I'm on the bathroom floor scrubbing it for like the third time. Mm. And I just started, I don't know, humming it and then singing the words. And as I was singing the words, I was like, wow, this is what I really need right now. I need a peace that endures. I need strength for today and hope for tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. Um, but then at the same time, it's like blessings all mine with 10,000 besides. And it really is as much as dealing with the stomach virus when you have five children seems like mm. just the worst form of torture. <laughs> Absolutely. At the same time, it's like they're also my blessings. So. Yeah. It was encouraging and just to keep reminding myself that like great is your faithfulness and that's the chorus. So you just kind of you sing that several times and and then it's morning by morning new mercies I see and it's really true. I do. I see mercies from him on a regular basis. So I don't know. That's kind of it just stuck with me and I decided I'm going to share that on the podcast for my quote. It's a song, but I'm sharing it as my quote. <laughs> no, I think that's wonderful. It's, it's so interesting because um, my quote is from Lamentations. I had to write on Lamentations this week and that was one of the things that stood out to me too. Uh, one of the verses, my verse is, <laughs> and, and, and Shanna, we didn't plan this. This was no. Uh, we never tell each other what no, our we don't. Are we do. Be. Yep. We do. We we keep it. We keep it. This is the big fresh. reveal. <laughs> this is the big reveal. Exactly. <laughs> so mine was Lamentations chapter three verses um, twenty one to twenty four. This is uh, Jeremiah speaking after uh, um, Israel was captured by Babylon, and so at the first half of the chapter, he's like, he is like talking to like how it feels for God not to be, you know, with them anymore. Yeah. And it's horrible. I was like, as I was reading it, I was just thinking, wow, I wonder if this is what hell must, hell is going to be like, you know, you know, when God is just not totally with you at all. Mm -hmm. But then in the middle of it, like, this is like verse 21. He's like, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. That's beautiful. Isn't yep. that like, yep. and it was, it goes with what you were saying, like the steadfast love yep. of the Lord never ceases, right? And they're new every morning. So it's funny that we both without talking to each other. Right, we're on the same page. <laughs> So you want to hear an interesting story yeah. that just like, so before we started the podcast, we were talking and we were just talking about how sometimes God can feel distant, distant. Yes. I know I have felt that you were saying you have felt that. Yes. And then there's moments where you feel like God is so close and so personal that it's like almost intimidating. So let me tell you a story that happened to me. I had taken the boys, this is before we were sick, to the beach. Oh, that was my plan. I planned to take them to the beach, pack everybody <laughs> up. We drive to the beach. We get there, and the parking lot is full, and there's a line to get in, and they don't know how long it's going to be. They're like, you have to wait for somebody to leave in order to get in, and I'm like, well, it's kind of early. Who's leaving the beach? So yeah. I have four small children in the car that are not going to be patient with this. So I guess we have to leave. 
Uh-huh. So now I'm driving away from the beach with four very sad children <laughs> I know. who are angry with me. Of Why course. are we not going? You said you were taking me to the beach. Why can't I go to the beach? I want to go to the beach. And so oh, they're very I don't angry. And they went from that to being like hangry where they're like, well, then I need my lunch, you know. <laughs> and so it's just like not great. And I'm like frustrated because it's a little bit of a drive to the beach and then on top of that the packing that goes into bringing this small children it's like this was a whole thought out thing and now we're not even doing it by the time we get back it's going to be too late to really do anything our day's kind of been spoiled and they're cranky and angry with me so as i'm driving i notice a farm stand on the side of the road and i just decide you know what i'm gonna pull over i can give the kids some food once we stop also and We can see what kind of fruits and vegetables they have. So it'll be like a little adventure. Maybe it'll turn this day around. Let's hope. I was thinking some watermelon, some fresh watermelon. (laughs) So we pull over and we pick some things that we decided we were going to get. And I'm paying. And the lady goes to me. She was like, when you stepped out of your car with the four little kids, she's like, I said a prayer for you. Oh. And she was just like, you know, she's just like, I told the Lord, like, please give her strength. And I was like, wow. That was beautiful. I was like, thank you. She was like, uh, she was like, I have four boys. They're grown up now. And she was like, there was some really rough days. And she was like, but it's worth it. She's like, I have grandkids now. And <laughs> she was like, she's like, you just every day you have to be praying over your boys. She's like, that's what I did. I prayed over them every day. And to give you guidance, to give you strength, to give you wisdom in raising oh. them. And that's um, beautiful. I was just like really taken back that she even shared this. I don't know this person (laughs) at all. And I was just like, wow. And I got back in the car and I just felt like that was God. Like that was God. Like I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling let down for my day. I felt like my kids felt like I disappointed them. I didn't feel like, you know, and then to have some stranger just out of nowhere yeah. Say that and tell me they prayed for me. And I was just like, whoa. That's beautiful. There are some amazing Christians um, in the world. Yeah. But also, it's or, or people who just listen to God's voice and, and, you know, say what's on their mind, you know, because did, yeah. she didn't know if you were, how you would respond, you know, like you could have been like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah, people. like you're a strange person, you know, I could have been completely. <laughs> You know, that could have definitely been a different reaction. She had no idea, but, um, and then she shared some personal stuff that's gone on in her life with me. And I was like, wow, I don't know you, but it was very <laughs> interesting. And uh, I, I just thought it was really sweet. And it made me also think, like, has there been moments where I've seen somebody <laughs> struggling and I haven't taken the time to say anything to them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but you um, know, that, that encourages us. Cause like, I, like, I bet you that, that experience now would make you think to do the same. Cause you know how it made you feel. Yeah. You know? Like sometimes no, it you did. Really I felt know. inspired. I'm like, yeah. I felt like she was being such a mouthpiece for God in that moment. You yes. know, I was going through my own struggle in that day and trying to keep it together. Yep. And her saying that just encouraged me and made me feel more hopeful. And I was like, wow, I should find opportunity to do that as well for people. So 
not only was I, you know, encouraged, I was also inspired. So, well, I'm inspired too because I sometimes I don't think about doing that, but you never yeah. know, right? You just yeah. never know. So now I'll, be, I'll make sure I'm conscious of that. Yeah, you know. But thank God for that. I mean, he like gives you what you need. It's like right there, you know, in that moment that you needed it. Right. You know, it wasn't yeah. like. It was perfect timing. It was per- and the fact that she had four boys too is just right? that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I get it. Because sometimes it does feel, you know, like God is far away and you just see all these things happening, whether to you, whether to your friends around you or just people in general. Mm-hmm. And it can be very discouraging sometimes, you know, and it's like, but then something will happen and you see God's, God's hand in it. Yeah. Like, you're personal. like okay. it's personal. It's for yeah. you. It's not even just like a generic message. So yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it is strange how sometimes it's distant and sometimes it's so intimate. Yeah. I mean, I've, there's been times where sometimes I've just felt so close to God at that moment that I just, all I could do is cry, but not because I'm, not because I'm sad, but it's just such an overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very overwhelming. And it's like, thank you for letting me even experience, you know, and even an ounce of that. But I haven't felt that way in a while. So (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm not doing anything to, uh, to get that, but I do remember those moments and I pray for that because I could use that. I could use that. This feels like it was a long week. So God, I know you're listening. (laughs) So, uh, send um, me a God moment, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm glad you shared your story because it does remind, it does remind me to, you know, to remember that, you know, that's our way of, of being being hopeful or just spreading you know that spreading that gospel you know or spreading the love of jesus the love that he talks about the real love mm-hmm. you know of loving our neighbors you know not just ignoring your neighbor you know like you know we, we think of the word neighbor as neighbor but you were her neighbor right. at that moment when you come into right. her farm stand and she just shared that story with you so god bless you if you're ever we don't know who you are but thank you yeah. <laughs> i know <laughs> If we ever meet again. I know. God bless you. You got to go back to the farm stand and buy I some, know, right? some stuff. from. And look, watch. You'll never see her again. That farm stand. They're like, what farm stand? <laughs> never seen that farm never stand. Seen that. No, that's a Hallmark movie, Janice. That's no, sorry. Okay. That's not right. <laughs> All right. She'll be there. <laughs> so um, we're in Deuteronomy, right? Yep. For this week. What and- chapter are you up to currently? I am up to today. I did uh, chapter thirty, Moses Moses's song. Um, okay, God, that, uh, that is that where you are. I just I think I did thirty two today, so I'm right by okay. you. Okay, yeah. so it was. Um, I think about all the things that Moses were saying when in you know in the previous chapters of Deuteronomy, and he was just it's like. These, these are things that haven't happened yet. But did you notice, like, as he was speaking, he was like, you know, you will turn away from God. You will, you know, yeah. like, he's like, it's like, it's like, of course, God knew. But, you know, Moses was telling them. And even in telling them, you know, it, it still happened anyway. It didn't, prevent, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it, it, it didn't change anything, you know. And in the moment, it feels like, like okay they can do this you know all they have to do is just 
you know, follow God, keep mm-hmm. God number one. Don't, yeah. you know, don't follow the other gods. And it's, and, but they didn't. And I just, it made me just think about how, you know, we're the same way too. You know, we can, all we have to do is, you know, that, you know, is this, this, and yep. this, but we don't yep. always do it. But I thought it was interesting that, um, in there was I can't remember I think it was either 29 or 28 there was a chapter with the blessings and the curses yeah and it's like if you follow God these are all the blessings that will happen to you and if you don't follow God these are all the things that will happen to you and so uh it was interesting because when I was reading Lamentations that was all the things that was that they were talking that about. that was happening and that was yeah. happening it was yeah. like oh my goodness this is exactly what I was reading in Deuteronomy that's happening to them so we could see God's word you know came through and it made me it made me see so when you're reading the other prophets too like I recently have finished Isaiah yep he talks about because you turned away from me and went towards other idols now this is what you have to expect that will come so it's kind of like each of these are at a different time point but God is the same he yes. says this is what you need to do for blessings. This is, if you do this, this is the curse. Then in Isaiah, you did the wrong thing. The curse is coming. Then Lamentations, he's enduring the curse. So you can kind of just see the completion of everything God said. I know. And it's like, you can really, you know, when you hear like the Bible is that, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the stories within it, but then there's the overall story and you can actually see it as you're just, reading i you know i never really until recently just see why it's so important to continue to read the old testament because you just see how the whole story you see why we need a savior because it's like we could see where the law was just not going to save them you know yeah and you know the fact that their hearts sometimes were just so hardened that to think that well i just have to go through the the rituals you know but it's like god knows the heart so you can go through the rituals of doing the sacrifice and, you know, maybe partially keeping the Sabbath, but, you know, he knows what you're doing. He knows you're still worshiping those other gods. He knows, you know, he knows everything. So to see it, to see it here play out like in Deuteronomy, you know, uh, in Lamentations and, you know, just going back, he was just thinking like, wow, he predicted all of this, you know, and but some of the things that he that he had for the the blessings was so beautiful. I'm like, why do we yep. always choose the yep. um, the other side when what he has is? But you know so how I beautiful. felt reading Deuteronomy was, I guess, from a parenting perspective, it's like Moses trying to bring up these children mm-hmm. and encourage them and keep them in God's path and it's like I I see that with my with the way that I want to raise my children you know it's like we're reminding them of the stories of God just like Moses did we're trying to teach them right from wrong we're trying to show them if you do you know God's will this could be your life but if you turn your back on him this could be your life and I just the entire time going through Deuteronomy it just felt like this is parenting. Yes, it <laughs> this is. This is what parenting is, you know, and it's like <laughs> Moses was just like, you know, I'm giving you the law. 
because I am not going to be here. Yeah. And I, I, you know, he was the intercessor. He was the one that was, you know, please don't destroy them. Um, and he's not going to be there anymore. And they're no. going to have to do it on their own. And I'm just like, that's like when your kids hit adulthood and you're like, okay, listen, mommy and daddy can't clean up all your messes anymore. Like, that's you right. know the law. Yes. Now it is time for you to implement it and, and go walk for in it. it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they've graduated, you know? <laughs> so it was just interesting because I felt like I can see my own walk right along Moses and his frustration and his yes. exhaustion. And I was just like, I feel that so deeply some days where I'm like, <laughs> we're not making any headway, Moses. Do we just give up? <laughs> you and know? then sometimes we get in trouble like Moses, you know? Yeah. And then um yeah because I, our I, children make us angry exactly and we smack exactly. rocks <laughs> i think this is the first i've 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 come to i've read you know i know i'm coming up to i think the last the the last two chapters of deuteronomy and so we know that moses is going to die yeah and and then i think it was in verse 30 where god was like and you're not going because yep. you did this yeah you sorry that, you know? you're gonna go die on a mountain i'll let, but you, I'll let you see exactly I'll but let you, you can't see. have it because so, your children destroyed your, exactly your whole future <laughs> and i was just like yes moses i also sin because of my children so i feel all your pain you felt, right now you felt it. i was going to say this was my first time reading it where you know i put my big girl pants on and it's like okay <laughs> yes moses it it doesn't feel fair that moses doesn't get to go <laughs> i mean after everything but he's done after i everything. still feel like he earned it but <laughs> obviously god has a different had a different idea for that yeah. and who are we who are we you know but I did, I, I did try to read that and just feel like it's okay, Janice. God knows, yeah. and he, he had a reason for not letting Moses go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did still think it was a little sad that you know Moses did not get to go. But how beautiful it was that God did let him get to. And see I just it. thought also like, yeah, he's not going to experience it, but he's about to die and go to heaven. So honestly. In a few minutes, he's not going to care. So <laughs> Absolutely. 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 So I just yeah. feel like if I'm on my deathbed and somebody's like, hey, you know what? You've always wanted to go and see, I don't know, Rome. Yeah. We can fly you there and you can see it in your last five minutes of life. I just feel like at this point, like, I, I don't really go. care. Like, yeah. you know. That's all right. I, I'll, yeah. I'll see it in heaven. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, you know It's what? probably somewhere just this <laughs> Good or better in heaven. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but it was it was interesting because in like um, Deuteronomy 30 um, in chapter in verse one, he was like, and when all these things come upon you, the blessings and the curse, which I have set before you and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord God has driven you out. But the key point is, is like not if. Right. But mm -hmm. when all these things come upon you. So, but Isn't I thought what kind was of discouraging like, a little bit, we're a little not going to succeed no matter what we do, because God already told us, but the, that's what I was going to say, but that's the beautiful thing. It's like, he always says in like verse three, then God, then the Lord, your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the people where the Lord, your God had scattered you. So yeah. it's like, it always was that hope 
that you know and promise that he and historically he did do that he did do that we can see that's one of the things when i'm reading the bible with the kids i always say i always tell them to watch out and see where god keeps his promises because that's how you trust somebody right if you someone gives their word and they keep their word then you can you know start to build a trust in them so i'm like always on the lookout to see like huh did he oh he kept his promise here right he kept his promise again and so we see he's faithful which he very much is faithful so i uh i i guess you know we don't always understand why he did it this way you know start out with you know knowing that people were going to sin but you know knowing that we would need a savior and knowing all the heartache and things that we you know have happened in between but he knows best and you know sometimes just reading sometimes reading and just seeing his faithfulness just gives you a little bit of hope to hold on because it can get kind of rough sometimes it can get kind of rough but i am looking forward to seeing you know i i know we're finishing up deuteronomy so i know that we're going to see that joshua succeeds moses so we get to hear joshua's story soon so i'm kind of looking yeah, forward to joshua. and i like joshua yeah yeah i do too i'll tell you my favorite verse when we get in there <laughs> i'll see okay you. i'll see if you have okay. it too <laughs> actually if when we come to probably we probably yep yep i know it I, don't I, tell I me mean, don't I'm tell me don't tell me right now but it me, too, me, too, me too <laughs> me too me too i would get it on a little sticker mug would you i would get it on oh, a mat yeah. I, i've seen I think, it on a mat i think i actually bought jonan a um a journal that had it like imprinted on the front oh i can't wait to see if we're talking so. about the same verse it has to be the same one where i mean that's well there's two of them there's two of them okay all right we'll hold out we'll hold out we won't yeah. talk about it yeah we can uh see all right um anything else that we want to add for our bible reading this week i think that's all i had all right for me i was just like for Lamentations, that was a tough one. I don't, um, when we get there, which will be a little while before we get there, but that was a tough book. I felt like, I felt Sad. Jeremiah's pain. <laughs> yes, I really did. I was like, as he was lamenting, I was like, I never want to feel like that about, you know, like, I have to get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're saved by grace because, man, I mean, how he felt like, like when that God, you know, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm throwing up prayers and you're not answering any, you know, I feel like, like I'm being tossed by a bear or a lion, you know, I'm like, he's like, he's describing how he's feeling like yeah. with God. just Absolute you know, despair. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, but you know what, you know, it was interesting because when he did that, David also did that too. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Psalms 113, but I'm not sure. But it was like he was talking about, you know, how much in despair he was. And then in the middle of it, he's like, he said, though I'm afflicted, I still believe. You know, it's like they just, they just hold on to that. So I know it's hard when we, it's just remembering that, you know, it's just remembering that. This week. It's funny. So we, uh. We started a new uh, Bible study with my church, and we were just kind of talking about um, the disciples of Jesus. 
and how John was considered uh, Jesus's like favorite disciple. Yes. He was the one that he loved, you know? He loved, yes. And you hear that and you think, well, because he was loved by Jesus, then he was, you know, there's got to be that shield of protection around him, right? Nope. But no. <laughs> no. 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 When no. you look at John's life, you're like, oh, and he was loved okay. by Jesus. And, <laughs> yes. And look at what he went through. And I just found that a little bit encouraging, too, because it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean Jesus loves you less or no. more. Or y- your tribulations here on earth are supposed to be. Yeah. And what you're going through isn't a reflection of God's love for you. No. At all. You know, so yeah. um, it was I think just, that's it was kind of a good thought. <laughs> I know, you know, and it's sometimes it's, it's hard when in the moment I can just imagine it in the moment. That's kind of hard to believe, you know. Oh, definitely. Sometimes you, definitely. See, you see your friends, you know, suffering and you just, you know, you don't know if you what to say because right. you know there's a part of them that's thinking like you know really god really and but i but we all can say that you know maybe our situations are, are different it may, it may not be to the same intensity but each person experiences things different differently i know for me like it's hard to encourage hard. yeah it's hard to encourage i think sometimes from the bible because it's not that you're trying to make light of a situation or no. say everyone suffers, so suck it up. Like, no, it's right. it's no, very no, no, difficult no. though to encourage. And, but it so I, you try to you mean it genuinely. You mean it genuinely, yeah, but it is difficult. It is very difficult for it to come across in the way that you feel it. Yes, and so like I've I think I've just been kind of quiet and I just silently pray you know sometimes I you know because you don't want to just whip out a bible verse for the occasion you know what I mean it sounds like platitudes but it's even though you know it's true but it's just kind of holding back and saying you know what I'm just gonna save that and just pray you know pray and I think that is I mean that is one of our weapons we're talking you know when you read Ephesians 6 Yes, we have our our prayer, which is the sword of truth, and um, I just really feel like it is. It's it's one of our weapons that we're given is prayer, and I think sometimes that's all we need is to be yeah. in constant prayer and let God work it out. Let it be an opportune moment for the right words to come through you. And I think sometimes I think too highly of myself and I push myself to be like, oh, you can, you know, you can inspire, you can cheer up. And it's really I'm putting my hope and my faith in myself <laughs> and not um, not God to be like, OK, let this happen. You know, no, I know. But I know what you mean, though, because you want to you want to comfort, you know, people that are are hurting. You really do. Like, that's just that's just in my personality. Oh, me too. I'm a I'm a fixer you know something's wrong I want to fix it you know but I've learned to just kind of hold back and sometimes it might come across as silent like I don't care but sometimes it's like because I'm silent it's probably it's most likely because I'm praying because I really don't know what to say I think that's another thing that comes across terrible when you say that like well I'll pray for you and people are just like that's why I never say that anymore yeah I think that also is another one where it's like 
it doesn't come across good. Like, you don't understand how I'm going to pray for you, though. Like, I'll be in tears and I will yes. be praying for you, you know. But it doesn't come across sounding like that. It's like, oh, I know. I'll pray for you. You know, it's like, okay, I you know. and else, right? So sometimes, and and that's why sometimes I don't say that either, but silently I will be praying, you know, like multiple times and praying fervently. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, crying with tears and praying because that's all you, sometimes that's all you can do. And sometimes that has to be and it. And I hate that too. Like that's all you can do. That's a lot. You know, no, prayer is, is a lot. It's just it that is. we don't always get the answers that we want immediately, you know, but, um, you know, we do. I feel like uh, I, I last week my verse was from the story of Jesus calming the sea when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus is like taking the nap and there's like a storm going on and they're like, Master, don't you care that we're perishing here? <laughs> and so he gets up, not because of the wind and the storm and the boat filling up, but he gets up because, you know, they're waking him up. <laughs> yep. And he's like, peace be still. And they were like so afraid because like, who is he to, who is he to, you know, to talk to the sea and, and, right. and, and it listens, you know, Commanded, but the, yeah. the amazing thing is Jesus says, he says, why, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mm-hmm. And I've been saying that to myself because I've been just kind of, like I said, just feeling a little, little out of sorts. And I've just been saying, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I just kind of been saying that to myself because I can get it. Cause I'm like, he's right there in a the boat with them. I mean, listen, if Jesus can't do it, if Jesus is who he is and he's like right there in the boat right. and they're like, you know, afraid. I'm like, but you know, we don't actually see him, you know, but he did ask though. But I and think that's, that is us. We're in the storms of life. Yes. And we're like, okay, Jesus. Like, you don't know. Don't you care? Yeah, don't, you, know, you, don't care? you care? Like, I'm perishing like, here. Yes, fill in the blank. You don't know? you care that I'm blank, blank, blank? Exactly. <laughs> and he's just like, don't you have faith that I will Why save are you, you from afraid? even this? Right? You know, it's, it is true. I'm. I've been that person. <laughs> I was that person last week. It still kind of am, but I still just say, you know, because it does always come down to fear. You know, when we're like, why don't we think, why don't, why do you, you know, don't you care if you think about what it is that we're asking him? It's a fear of something, you know, it's a fear of loss, it's a fear of security, it's a fear of something, you know. And so that question of why, why are you afraid? Because while he's not physically here, he is here. He left the Holy Spirit with us. Yep. You know, he still is here. He still cares for us. So why are we afraid? But it's just remembering that. And I think that's why it's so important to just read, read and pray and talk it with, talk it over with friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Just... It's so funny. So the boys memorized a verse recently and let me see if I can remember it. That's terrible. They memorize it and I don't, but it was about, um, uh, count it all joy, my brothers, that you, mm. uh, when you find trials? of various kinds mm-hmm. that it, uh, what is it? That it produces, no, it, oh. that your testing of your faith yes. should produce steadfastness. Yes. And I, 
I get frustrated with that because it's like you you look at some people and you feel like okay their faith has been tested enough like move on to the next <laughs> like you feel like at a point like when is it to the point where you feel like their faith is going to be crushed like it's just so much testing Absolutely. and it's like I know that when we're going through a time of testing it is for us there is a reason yes even if we don't see it yes but it, I still find it frustrating because I'm just like <laughs> I know it's like do you do you don't you care that we are perishing yeah exactly (laughs) oh boy all right we gotta leave on a happy note man yes (laughs) i don't know what's going on this week the mood it's been a rough week listeners it has been a really rough week (laughs) but one thing we can say that god is faithful that he is a god that keeps his promise And I don't know about if there's, you know, other religions where that is the case for their God, but you know, the God of the Bible, he is faithful. He keeps his word. He has history to show, you know, that he, he does. And if he's kept his promise, if he kept his promise in the old covenant, then we know that he's keep, he's going to keep his promise for the new covenant. So our faith is not this baseless faith or this blind faith. We actually have a God that's proven that he is faithful. He has not changed even when the Israelites were, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Like you said earlier, Shanna, he always, he stayed the same. You know, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so I love that. And that I find hope in that. And I love that his love is his his steadfast love. His mercy is renewed every morning because, you know, he knows we need it. Yes. <laughs> so, so glad it's renewed each morning. And um, I hope that uh, that helps that brings encouragement to someone. Even through the trials, just ask yourself or think of Jesus asking, why are you afraid? Do you still have no uh, no faith? So. We can trust in that faithful God. Amen. All right. So where are we off to next, Shanna? So we have started the Scarlet Letter. And we have yet to introduce that to everybody. So that was the book that Janice let me pick. (laughs) And I'm excited about it. Um, And as I was looking at my notes... I had to confess that I didn't have anything written for chapter one, but thankfully you reminded me that's because chapter one was very <laughs> short and strange. <laughs> and and actually, yes, it was, but, but, but not too bad. I mean, you don't have anything, but I did have something. So See, I can share. So, yes. Uh, I wrote, <laughs> you did better I, than me. <laughs> no, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> I just wrote, I noticed that the author brings attention to the prison the cemetery, the church, and a rose bush. I know that sounds weird. So, you know, they that's what, was a prison. Yeah, that a was what the whole chapter was about. It's like a very, <laughs> and a you rose start bush. with the, the prison, <laughs> like the focus, you enter this town, and you're like, prison, yes. focus on this, talk about that, move on to a cemetery. Cemetery, yes. But then you're like, right in between them was a rose bush. And he's, <laughs> and don't this, forget the church, there's a church. Oh, there is a church, <laughs> church. yes. That's everything you, have, you need, you know, justice, <laughs> exactly. faith. And death. Um, it's all there. All there in that first chapter. See, there was a lot, Shanna. Yeah. I found it interesting that this author does not introduce any characters in the first no. chapter. He gives no. setting only. He gives you, no. you understand that it is 
I guess you you kind of get a feel for the time period because we're talking yep. about the Puritans. Yes. So you get a good understanding of, I guess, what a Puritan... What is it called? A colony? A town? I guess it's a town. It was a colony because... um Or a town within okay. a colony. Yeah, so you get a good sense of what it would be like, I guess, living during that time period. That's that, Those were their important things. Yeah. And actually, I think uh, what but what was interesting was just how he just, you know, that with all three of those things, that there would just be this rose bush that was just like centered right there. You know, it's like everything about the, the, the way everything he described was kind of bland. Mm-hmm. But then when he described the rose bush, it was very, it was very vivid. Yeah, vivid. Yes. Very and vivid, it was like so. as if you could pick it and or he says something like that as if you could pick one of its flowers and and it was like I, it almost becomes like it comes out of the book which is very interesting that he yeah, put so I, much on it i thought so too i was like oh um a little weird like you said but. yeah <laughs> you're like okay wait what is this book about wait because here here it is he's like but on one side of the portal and rooted almost at the threshold was a wild rose bush covered in this month of june with its delicate gems which might be imagined to offer their fragrance and fragile beauty to the prisoner as he went in and to the condemned criminal as he came forth to his doom (laughs) in token that the deep heart of nature could pity and be kind to him I thought that was so funny because it's like, hey, that beautiful rose is there. It's it's all for the prisoners, I guess. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And when you're coming out, you know, you're you're greeted in when you go into prison and you greet it when you come out by this beautiful rose. (laughs) By the rose bush. (laughs) Yeah. So whoever planted it there was definitely caring for the prisoners. (laughs) But yeah, and then he kind of like at the end of it, he was like, um, it may serve, let us hope, to symbolize some sweet moral blossom that may be found along the track or relieve the darkened clothes of a tale of human frailty and sorrow. It's like, wow, that's a little pressure for that little rose yeah. bush. I mean, this rose bush was supposed to represent this entire story. So, yeah, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I've never really thought that much about rose bushes, but uh, <laughs> now too. I see them in a whole new light. <laughs> But when you move when you move into chapter two, you finally do get to start meeting some of the characters, and they also kind of describe like the clothing and stuff that they wore, which was also to keep in context with it was a Puritan what they wore, head coverings for the women and stuff like that. Um, Yes, so that was interesting. I thought I thought um, I did a little research. Well, not research. I was uh, in that the Christians the Christian guides for the classics by Leland Riken. And so he had mentioned like the romantic, like this book was written in the romantic period. So he's like the romantic worldview elevates feelings and nature to the highest values and disparages human civilization or society as being confining to the human spirit. So I've been trying to be on the lookout as we're reading to see like where he heightens nature which is why the, the rose, rose bush, bush yeah. yeah the rose bush kind of stood out um and then uh, it disparages human civilizations or society as being confining which you is something with the puritans, the puritans. <laughs> yes they i mean very like old testament <laughs> yes. people oh my goodness uh to the t but um i thought that was interesting so it made me kind of just look out you know look out for that 
And uh, so in chapter one, like you said, it was just describing the area. And then in chapter two, we come to the marketplace, right? So in the marketplace, all the people are like standing outside waiting for Hester, Hester Prince. She's the main character to come out of prison. And what I thought was so funny, um, well, the people were, you know, the women especially were, you know, making these disparaging comments to, about Hester. Yes. You know, <laughs> and then there was and one of them, there was one of them was like, oh, she should be killed. And then there was a man who said, mercy on us, good wife. Is there no virtue in a woman save what springs from a wholesome fear of the gallows? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so true because yeah. it's like, wow, do we really have to kill her for what she did? You know, and he's just like, he's like, you know. Well, and I thought it was funny because she kept calling, okay, gossips. Like, that's I know, she was calling, calling the other women. Yes, I'm like, well, they're yes. very honest about themselves. Like, they yes. just, they were literally gossiping about her. God, yes, and they, they called were. it as it was. I'm like, that's very odd. They called themselves gossips. And you know yeah, what they talked I mean, about, they mentioned stoning her for yes, sexual yes. misconduct. Which was funny because when I was reading that, I happened to be in Deuteronomy chapter 22, where they yeah. talk about stoning women for that sin. And yes. so you can see, like with the Puritan culture, it was heavily tied into like Old Testament beliefs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all by law, no mercy. Just yeah. law. You know, not a lot of mercy there. And it, it, it was just, um, and I'm like, I guess that was maybe during the time period, you know shocking for a young woman to do something you know, have, like that to be, yeah, yeah to, to commit adultery and so that was like the highlight of the day of like does anybody have anything to do no so they were all outside. there the whole town was there <laughs> and then like, we see so she should have been stoned according to their laws apparently or right. hung i don't know um yeah. but they end up talking about how she's getting a lesser punishment and they mention it's because of their what did how did they how did they describe him they talk about it was because of the pastor but they were like yes. oh because he is so kind and forgiving oh. and they go on and on about him yes and they like idolized on, him we learn why oh, I, exactly. so I'm not gonna say anything but, <laughs> but I was just like Argh. like it was so irritating it was like how dare they I know. And then, you know, did you notice like how and one of the things that, um, again, from the Leland Riken book is like in the romantic in romantic writings, it's like the it's to be the person that's outside of society, you know, is is what's uh, glorified, I guess, for lack of a better word, you know, yeah. like she's she went against society, but she's just being independent, just being herself, you know, and so we can kind of see. Like when you're reading it, I found like we feel more sympathy for Hester than we do for the people, you know, when yeah. Hester is the one that actually uh, committed the, you know, committed well, adultery. I, okay, so to be fair, I didn't yeah. make any judgment either way because we walk into it. We don't know Hester. We don't yeah. know the story. We don't know how she ended up pregnant. There's no man that's come forward to say, oh, I partook in this adultery. Um, So it's just her and a baby. And you just kind of feel like I'm missing something. I can't pass judgment because I don't have the whole story. So I kind of felt like I'm not sure how I feel about her. But right now I can't condemn her because I don't know her story. Yes, but I guess I was looking at it 
because I'm looking at it through the author's eyes, right? right? So we, or through the time period. So, you know, Shan, if you lived in the 1800s, you would be one of the women too. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the gossips that'd be like, yes, stone her. <laughs> I think we all would be because that was just, that was just very common. Um, I mean, we had to keep the culture pure and we had to make an example. Otherwise, every woman was just going to be running around because apparently without the threat of the gallows, I know, they have like, no virtue. <laughs> you, remind, you know what it reminded me of in Solomon when he was like, you know, and I looked around and not there was not one woman to be fine that was virtuous. I was like, really? Not one? Not <laughs> one? <laughs> just one Solomon? <laughs> And it made, that first one is like, wow, you know, like the, the, when he's, I had to highlight that. I was going to put that in my commonplace book, but I was like, I don't know if I want to put that one in there. <laughs> it's kind of harsh on women, but right. alrighty then. But I, you know, what was interesting you, when, when she came out of the prison and they were describing, I, and she's a, she's a seamstress, right? Or, yeah. or a person well, who does it. We don't realize that at first. We find that out later on. That that's kind of like how she makes her way in life. Yes. But, but, but she's we the did one who know made that the she's, a, right? We did know she sewed that egg. Yes. And it yes. was beautiful. It was the, beautiful. The work she put into it. <laughs> And oh yeah, so we didn't. I mean, I guess I I don't know if you're reading along with us or not, but she has to put this a on her because she is an adulterer. That ended up being her punishment because they didn't stone her. And then she did spend time in prison, but part of her punishment was also standing in the the town square for hours, which I thought was cruel. With the baby too. I'm like, why does baby have to suffer? Yeah, like the baby's like, and it, I'm picture, I'm picturing it being hot. It doesn't say whether it's hot out there or not, but I'm like, should she be out there with the baby? <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought so too. They did say the sun was out because the baby was squinting. Yeah, yeah. So yes. you feel like it's hot because the baby's and probably like, thirsty. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like she was going to breastfeed out there while everyone's staring at her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that would just add to her. Uh, <laughs> the pers- outrage. Yeah. I think by then they would have had to kill her. <laughs> yeah, they would have Public to. indecency. <laughs> so I'm like, her and the baby are out in the sun and no one's eaten. They didn't say how long, but it, it felt like, it sounded like she was there for a little bit. Yeah, know, it felt like there. a while. But I love how she was like, even though she... She took and made this beautiful A. Like it's yeah, like she put thought and effort into that. It's it, like if I'm gonna wear it, it's gonna be beautiful. And it said on the breast of her of her gown in fine red cloth, surrounded with an elaborate embroidery and fantastic flourishes of gold thread. Like really, <laughs> appeared the letter A. So she's got red and gold, which are yeah. very standout colors. Yeah. And it says it was so artistically done and with so much fertility and gorgeous luxuriance of fancy. I know it almost like, sounds like a decoration. You're like, wait a minute, yes. what was the point of this assignment? <laughs> <laughs> But again, um, be in this romantic worldview, we could see how, you know, they described her very, he, he spent a lot of time describing her, you know, like she was a picture of elegance on a large scale, you know, she had dark and abundant hair. It was very, very descriptive of yeah. Hester. And then I find it interesting because we don't get a lot of dialogue, but we get to kind of hear her thoughts a lot of the yeah. time is, is yeah. much of what the book is. 
So even as she's standing up there, and you would think she'd be feeling humiliation or regret or, I don't know, something. She's just, like, having random thoughts. Her mind is wandering. She's a bit of a, like, I don't know. I know. like Dreamer? um, (laughs) Or maybe that was her way of just kind of getting... Through it? Getting through it. Yeah. You know, like, all these people are staring at you. And, and talking about you like you're not there. So I would, I don't know. But I, I thought that was, um, it was even to her, her work was done so well that even someone was like, she hath good skill at her needle. That's certain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ever it's... did a woman before this brazen hussy contrive such a way of showing it? So <laughs> I was like, okay. And you like, he just kind of, you kind again, I felt like you kind of felt sorry for for her but not you didn't you you were feeling no sympathy towards the crowd but more towards Hester right like the crowd well, I think seem... because she was so ganged up upon that you feel like she needs some protection so you feel like you have to kind of take her side because she's alone right now yeah it's the world against her <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it was interesting because uh well, I think what the, the was this uh tell me if I'm going too far but in chapter in chapter two oh in chapter one i think they were talking about they compared her to mary uh, mary and, and jesus like uh her sins hester's sins were contrasted to mary and jesus oh yes not that she was mary or jesus but you know she's out there you know the woman with the child as yep. the you know that's in focus but so opposite you know she's there for her sins and Mary is, you know, there because she has, you know, Jesus. So I thought that was an interesting, interesting yeah. comparison. They're already setting you up, you know, that she's this sinful woman. Yep. But I, I thought that they, they, I thought the author made the women of the town look like the bad guys, you know. Yeah, like well, because said. they were mean and bitter and hateful although the one woman there was one woman who kind of stuck up for her a little bit oh that's true that's true because the, there was that there was the one with the you know let's uh let's hang her and then it was like no you know she's she wasn't she wasn't saying that what she did was right but she did you know she was like no you know she did have some sympathy towards her but i i i did notice that this there's not a lot of dialogue um like you were saying before so it's it's a lot of details of telling you what's happening but not too much not too much dialogue that was going on but it's Uh, very beautifully written it's very eloquent it has almost an old english feel to some of the language um which i enjoy i like that i like that rich feeling when you're reading it of like people don't speak like this anymore things aren't written like this anymore And I just kind of, I I can take that all in. I really enjoy that. I did too, especially, and again, nothing nothing against the author of um, of Redeeming Love, but the writing is definitely different than, um, you know. But it's like, the day and age that it's written that makes a big difference. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. So now in chapter three, Shanna. Oh, are we going to talk about the it? Rec- okay, yes, sure. the recognition. Oh, well, first, before we even get into the recognition, yeah. We have this pastor who is supposed to be so kind and uh, loving towards Gentle. her that he, uh, yes. yeah, let her off with just this punishment. He's forced to confront her and tell her to reveal <laughs> who caused her to fall. Yes. 
And it's interesting because when he's telling her, just say it, it's, he's, he's saying because he's already living in punishment at this Absolutely. point. The, the guilt and the fraudulent feeling that this person yes. is enduring at this point, you might as well. Don't take this on yourself. Don't bear it. Yes. Let this person step up with you because their guilt is killing them. Yes. And you're just like, well, how do you know that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of insight yeah. to what that person is feeling. <laughs> and he's kind and he's speaking kindly to her. And it's interesting because the, the, I don't know what he was. He was like a pastor above him, I guess. Yes. He's telling him like, oh, address her however you think you can get through to her, whether it be harsh or kind or, you know. Yes, because so she was been, his personal pastor, right? right? Yes, so yeah. he was like, it's for her soul's sake, like, do this. <laughs> and so he has Exhort to, her to confess the truth. <laughs> yes. So he has to do this and he does it in such a kind and loving manner of like... Yes please just say what you need to say. Like, I don't want to watch you stand up here like this anymore. And I'm just like, huh, interesting guy. And listen, because he is like, what can thy silence do for him except it tempt him? Yea, compel him, as it were, to add hypocrisy to sin. Yes. Like, how do you know what's you know hypocrisy? All this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you know this guy's feeling all this? So that was Take heed how thou deniest to him who perchance hath not the courage to grasp it for himself, the bitter but wholesome cup that is now presented to thy lips. Right? Oh, He's like, like this guy it. isn't strong enough. You need to do it for him. Like, why? How do you know all this? And he says, it said his voice was sweet and rich yes. and deep. Yep. Oh, my, you know, the feeling that it so evidently manifested rather than directly than the direct purport of the word. So you like you're like feeling like his heartfeltness as he's talking. It's like, yeah, I wonder why. Yep. Yep. <laughs> They were like, even the poor baby at Hester's bosom was affected by the same influence. <laughs> I wonder he why. Was, yeah. <laughs> this baby is like, <laughs> are you my daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I know that voice. <laughs> And then the other reverend, Mr. Wilson, he like, he's like, let me just step in here. Women transgression, not beyond the limits of heaven's mercy. That little babe have been gifted with the voice to second and confirm. So he's like, oh, it's like, let me, this is not what we expected him to be saying. Yeah. Like, let me step in here. Let me take over here. You're supposed to be like roughing her up over here. And you're like, you know, whispering sweet nothings in her ears. Like, what's going on here? But you know what was you know what was interesting is that she did not say a word. Nope. She did not. She was very loyal, which I don't know. What would they have done to I don't know what, what would they have done to the man, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like, you know, would he be hanged? Or, you know, 'cause usually usually the woman is, is judged more harshly yeah. um, than the man. So I wondered, you know, I was curious to know what what would happen if they if the man did come forward but uh she did not speak and i i thought that said a lot about her yeah because you know, she had she, she had, had the opportunity character. yes yeah or something yeah, right? i don't, is it a story i don't right? think what is it i don't think every woman could handle 
taking on the guilt and the shame of it alone. You know, not so, like that, right? Because like she's at the weird. It's not the A for just that one day. It was no, like the A for the rest of your life. And then like, they're gonna put it on her tombstone. Like she was, put, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. and then after you die, people are gonna remember you this way. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just shame on you your whole life and after you die. It was just, it's intense. And to have to bear it alone is just amazing that she was like, I'd rather do that than give up the person I care about. And, you know, that's what, you know, I don't know if this is off topic, but I thought it makes me sometimes, you know, think and say, you know, some people distort Christianity because you could, you know, they were doing this from, you know, to have a pious, you know, righteous community and we have to punish you for your sin. But man, there was no grace. There was, no. No, I mean, there was no nothing mercy. of, of no, no mercy, love. no forgiveness, you know, no yeah. love. It was just, you did wrong and that's it, you know? Yeah. And and I, I just kind of shudder when I just think about it, you know, because I know that this, this, this did happen, you know, um, not the story itself, but, you know, people do th- did, think, did think like that. So while it's a story, I don't think he was exaggerating that much with it, but she did not say anything. So we leave off at uh, chapter three where she does not say anything, but as she's looking, she sees a man um, and she recognizes him and her face goes pale when she recognizes. I him. immediately felt like this has got to be her husband yes. because I'm like, why is she panicking? All these people have been staring at her the whole time. Absolutely. And she's lived among these people. So it's not that she yes. doesn't know these people, but Absolutely. this stranger that's standing there, she's like, Oh no. So oh, I was no. like, that's gotta be your husband. That's gotta be gotta him. Gotta be. <laughs> and, he and she starts, had this what she had saying? like the she she had like this indifference about her, you know, this yeah. whole time. Nothing so like, nothing was penetrating nothing was, her. Yes, yeah. She was yes, just like standing yes. there like I'm invincible. And then yes. this guy stands there and she's like, uh <gasps> yeah. Oh exactly. my goodness. Oh, it's it's I was like, oh, this is a good book. <laughs> <laughs> But then he starts asking questions like he has no clue who she is or what in the world's going on. And that's very interesting because you're like, what's this guy's, like, angle? What's he doing? Yeah, like, like, why does he care? Like, oh, what did she do? And then the person answering is like, oh, you don't know? And, you know, and he's like, oh, he goes through all he's been through. Apparently, he's been through a lot. He's gone through a lot. Based off of what he's been through, like, why does he care about this woman, you right. know, and what's happening to her? Because I, I think it said, um, like, I can't remember now, but he, he's he got his own problems, and he's, like, asking a lot of questions Yeah, about he was her. there to have his freedom Like a debt paid? Right, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, so, you got your own issues. Yeah, why are you asking all these mess. questions? He's not just like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> a, a person who's lived there no one knows him right he's not yeah. recognized by anybody so i was like i thought the same thing too i was like that's gotta be her husband <laughs> uh, she won't say who who the daddy is and she's just and actually, you know acting he like speaks kind of her i'm trying to think doesn't he, he say did? well because they're like oh you know she's an adulteress or whatever and he says well where is her husband he asks that uh... question right and then he's like um they talk about how she was waiting for him to arrive and 
he's like, oh, well, he could be sunk at the bottom of the ocean by now. Like, he gives yes, kind he of an put out, that out of, like, there. maybe he, her husband's dead. You don't know. And yep. it was interesting that he was defending her. And it got it gave you kind of an insight to Hester's life a little bit because you're like, where is her husband? And where is her husband, right? Why is like, she, why she doing having this? an affair? And, yeah, what is going on? So that yeah. was interesting, too. Yeah. And then, yeah, and we did actually, was that when we got a sense that she was married? Because it never said whether she was married or not, did it? No, it didn't. No, right? But now we know it, she is know, married. Yeah. Her husband yes. is just not with her. And yes, she has, yes. she's lived there for several years and yeah. alone. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, like, can you go to another town? And do you have to wear the A if you went to another town? They <laughs> talk about leave? that at a later chapter. Of oh, why did? does she stay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I didn't get there yet. Because I'm like, why does she stay? Because I'm just go. So you can take that A off. But yeah. she doesn't. Maybe she stays for her, for the man, for the father. That's not what the author implies. That's not what he Okay. 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 He makes her seem a little bit more virtuous than that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, so that's where we left off at chapter three, three um, four ish. Chapter four, oh, and her three. husband's name is Chillingworth. Like that's yes. a creepy name, isn't it? I was like, did that have any meaning? Because you know how in books names have meanings. Oh yeah, like definitely. is he like is he is he like cold? He's worth a cold. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of has like he chilling. gives you a little chill when you're like, oh, Chillingworth. Like, I know, and she got a chill <laughs> yeah, when she saw so him. Not it, a good one. Yeah, you kind of feel like. I don't know. Not good feelings and, about this guy. And then if you think about the pastor, what was his name? Dimmer? Dimmers? 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 Dimsdale? Like, what is no. that? Dim. Oh, Dim is like someone's, like, losing light, right? Like, losing yeah. light. I'm like, was there, like, a play on his name? I wasn't, I didn't see anything in Hester's name. <laughs> well, Hester, did I read that in the commentary or something? That it was, it was uh, a play on the name Esther? Like really? Queen Esther. Yeah. Oh, totally different personalities when you yeah, own that personality. That's why I'm like, where life. did I read that? But it was like I think it was in the in the um in Leland's book. Oh uh, maybe Leland Maybe. He talked about like him taking the name Esther and changing it to Hester for his main character. Um but yeah, I don't really see any. Oh well, I mean, Esther was full of courage, and Hester is too. Actually, it does take a lot but, of courage to not, to not call out your, uh, you know, your, the person that accomplice you had an affair with. Yeah, yeah your accomplice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does take a lot of courage, and she was beautiful because Esther was known for her beauty. Yep. Right. So she was beautiful, and she was courageous, and. We know um, later on that she does raise the uh, the father. She never she does not tell tell who the father is. So she's practically raising she is raising her daughter, which we yeah. um, we found out she has a girl, uh, and she is raising her daughter on her own. Yeah, but it's it's interesting in um, in chapter four. I can't wait till we till we talk about that. But when when Roger and Hester have that conversation. You know, because he's supposed to be now like a doctor or like he's yeah. like someone who knows medicine, and he has to go and help her and the baby, or he, or he went under the pretense that he was going to check on her and the baby, right? And uh, I thought that was an interesting conversation, but so far so good. I'm really into it. Oh, good. I'm and glad. 
I was like, all right, now I, I, I was, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I'm like, okay, I would love to know how this ends. Yeah. And does we, do we find out who is the den? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know, like those, um, those talk shows, Maury Povich. Yeah. I was going to say, what is this? An episode of Maury? You are the father. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> who is the father? <laughs> So I am totally looking forward to uh, what's going to happen next. But um, anything else we want to add for this week? I think that was it. So, so we're we'll going to cover the... chapters four, five, and six. Is that what we're doing next yes. week? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if you are reading along and you have not hit chapters four, five, and six, next week will be a spoiler alert then. <laughs> <laughs> So read, yes. read, because <laughs> we will be telling stuff. We don't hold back on the details. No, we don't. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just spoiler alerts on everything. <laughs> and I, actually, we already kind of hinting of who we think the daddy is. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's a giveaway. But I, I kind of feel like the Scarlet Letter has, and I think most people have a concept of what the story is about, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's in my mind. I don't know because because are we supposed to know because we do have a right now it hasn't been told who the father is but we kind of have an idea who yeah the father I don't is. think we're supposed to know but I feel like it's kind of obvious so yeah unless there's yeah. gonna be some weird twist but or, and actually you know once we do find out who the father is when we go if you go back we can see like the places where we're like yes and that was when he yeah that was when yeah. <laughs> But I, um, I'm looking forward to that. So we are, we are reading, we'll, we'll be finishing up Deuteronomy and starting Joshua okay. next week, right? Yeah. And then, um, like you said, we're doing our, our Scarlet Letter. So we hope that you enjoyed listening to us. We hope that we gave some hope. <laughs> There's a lot of hopes in those sentences, but we hope that, you know, our, our, conversation can you know encourage light to be yeah. encourage brought a little light to someone today maybe some laughter but uh, we are glad you listened with us today and can't wait to see you next time all right goodbye out there bye thank you so much for listening today we hope you enjoyed this episode can you do us a favor if you like this podcast Please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.